0: Did you know gold and silver prices are at an all time high? If you have any gold, silver, or platinum coins, bullion, Franklin Mint items, diamonds, jewelry, art, antiques, paintings, French furniture, any Tiffany items, sterling flatware, Judaica, Oriental rugs, older baseball cards, sport and entertainment memorabilia, watches, especially better watches such as Rolex, Patek, Philippe, Vacheron, Tiffany, IWC, Cartier, Breguet, Omega, Breitling, Bulgari, just to name a few, APR 57 Gallery will buy them all at the highest cash prices in any condition, even broken. APR 57 Gallery also needs any designer jewelry such as Cartier, Tiffany, Fucilati, Von Cleef, Harry Winston, and Bulgari. Now is the time to cash out at the world-famous APR 57 Gallery on 57th Street in New York City across from Carnegie Hall. They'll also come to your home and do certified insurance appraisals. So if you have anything of value, call them for a free appraisal and high cash offer at 212-246-2000. 212-246-2000. Or toll-free 1-800-772-0054.
1: Good evening, everyone out there in Radioland. It's Lee the Appraiser for another episode of Amazing Appraising. Coming to you live from our APR 57 gallery here in New York City, 57th Street and Broadway. How's everyone doing today? I hope they're doing great, just like we are here. So, as you know, this is the show For anyone who has interest in buying, selling, researching, collecting, anything of value, rare stamps, collectible stamps, rare coins, that's called numismatics, Uh, postcards, rare letters, rare autographs, documents, historical, paintings, artwork, contemporary art, antique art, lithographs, prints, bronzes, sculptures, Sterling silver flatware, beautiful sterling objects and grave pieces. Judaica, anything relating to the Jewish religion that was used in any way, shape, or form. Tiffany lamps, anything by Tiffany. Tiffany glass. They, I uh, remember a couple years ago, they found this glass that was taken from a funeral home in, I, I think it was Queens, New York, that sold for over one million dollars. Um, jewelry, antique jewelry, estate jewelry, uh, jewelry decades old from Van Cleef and Arpel, from Cartier, from Bulgari, from Buccellati, any brand, any designer, we buy it, everything. We buy the entire contents of homes and estates. If you want to know what your items and valuables are worth, call or text us today and we will, or email us and I'm happy to, Give you the benefit of our information and evaluate and appraise and tell you what your items are worth in today's very, very, very strong market. Comic books, the list goes on and on. Um, Clocks, grandfather clocks, grandmother clocks, uh, you name it. (laughs) Okay? So we learn to buy and appraise anything, that's our specialty. So please, 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 this is the show where we discuss anything and everything of value. People contact us. Hundreds of people a week call and text us about evaluating their appraisal items. Uh, Come into our gallery. They show them to us. We see estates, collections, anything, everything. You name it, we buy it, we appraise it. So we have a great, great show for you tonight we have uh just i'm going to mention just a couple of items to whet your interest we have an autographed black and white picture signed by a basketball player it's a picture of him and autographed and we will just say right now many consider him to be the greatest player of all time and just to give you he averaged seven times in his career 30 over 30 points a game and 20 rebounds a game that's average and he averaged that through his entire career and he averaged that through seven seasons okay in a minute we will tell you who that is again averaged 30 points a game and 20 rebounds a game we have a set of sports cards that primarily are from the 1959 tops set of baseball cards A beautiful most complete set with a lot of other varieties and items in there as well. Uh, We have a couple of two of the nicest watches we've ever seen. One is an extraordinarily rare Patek Philippe which was made to be the most durable and strongest watch ever and the other watch was made for the Italian Diving Marines and then we're going to talk about contemporary art which we have talked about in several previous shows but we are going to talk about it more today okay we love art we love contemporary art we love figuring out the nuances as why certain artists are in more demand and collectible than others so please stay tuned and listen to all that stuff and if you have something to contribute call or text us we're happy to answer and discuss any questions you may have regarding your valuables. And as many of you know, you can bring your items in here or call or text us with pictures, uh, and we will be happy to, in most cases, give you a free estimate and evaluation of the very high prices we can pay you and what your items are worth. So let's just give you a couple, a little on the, the market side now what's going on. Uh, the prices and gold and silver have softened a little on the gold and silver prices. They've gone down on the average of maybe 5 to 10% in the last week or two. However, we are still paying the same prices for silver coins, silver dollars, and a number of the gold coins. So if you have any gold or silver bullion that you want to have appraised and maybe sold, Now might be the absolute best time. Even though the prices have softened a drop, we are still paying the previous record high prices on most of the items. So contact us and let us know what you have. Um, Now, the economy is pulling back a drop. You know, we have a Democratic, um, basically... uh, a Democratic backing in the White House and uh, at the moment in the Senate and so it is um, they put through all their policies of give, 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 give and eventually someone's gotta pay, 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 pay and at the moment right now it's the economy. Price of gas is on average five to six dollars a gallon which is hurting a lot of people inflation is going up 5 10 15% sometimes it's going weekly and monthly i've been in supermarkets where now the prices are not even posted because the stores we've asked the clerks and they say well instead of we don't know what to do because we get new price increases on a daily basis 399 429 449 everything has gone up at least 5 10 15%. Um, so you got to be aware of these things. It is a very crazy time cryptocurrency, bitcoin. Uh, a couple weeks ago it was up to 60 over 60,000 dollars a coin. 60 grand for one bitcoin. Well, today it's about 30k. I like that. Right today it's 30k. So it's about half of what it was uh, several weeks ago. So please remember that. It is a very risky business. And so far, the fall in the prices has absolutely nothing to do with the possibility of government regulation. I mean, Bitcoin took off because it had that certain sense of secrecy and an anonymity about the, uh, about the privilege of owning it that nobody could know, it could be transferred, you don't have to give your name or information, so have it to own it, to be associated with it. So that had a lot of, a lot of pr- uh, positive things. So people that wanted to have this money and move it around and cash it out and buy more and sell more had the advantage of you know, the government not knowing anything about them, which is completely different than any other commodity and currency, stocks, bonds, real estate, everywhere you go, the government asks all your information and with Bitcoin and crypto, they have not. So um, there are fears that they might, I cannot see why the government frankly would allow uh, people to be anonymous who trade in it. I mean, I, that's the whole purpose of everything that the government wants to keep record, not only for tax situations, but more importantly for terrorist money and terrorist plots and terrorist financing. But so it's very, uh, very difficult to figure out what's going on with them. Um, so they're, you know, they're, it's. Uh, it's confusing, so it's very possible, again, Bitcoin, the re- the reaction right now of the softening of the price is just to do with the market, the high inflation, interest rates going higher, people want to take it out of speculative items, So, but it absolutely has nothing to do with the government regulation, regulations at this point, point. and there is a possibility that they're uh, very strong possibility down the road and maybe soon there's going to be some sort of regulations in this area. So that's going to greatly affect the price as well. Um, anyhow, okay, so we're going to be talking uh, oh, and we're going to be talking about contemporary art. I have some really cool things to talk about contemporary art about. So um, we are going to take a short break and we're going to be right back after this brief message to discuss all the cool things that we
2: are going to Uh, be talking about, (laughs) okay? We'll be right back. Did you know gold and silver prices are at an all-time high? If you have any gold, silver, or platinum coins, bullion, Franklin, mint items, diamonds, jewelry, art, antiques, paintings, French furniture, any Tiffany items, sterling flatware, Judaica, Oriental rugs, older baseball cards, sports and entertainment memorabilia, watches, especially better watches such as Rolex, Patek Philippe, Vacheron, Tiffany, IWC, Cartier, Brigitte, Omega, Breitling, Bulgari, just to name a few. APR 57 Gallery will buy them all at the highest cash prices in any condition, even been broken. APR 57 Gallery also needs any designer jewelry such as Cartier, Tiffany, Buccellati, Van Cleef, Harry Winston, and Bulgari. Now is the time to cash out at the world famous APR 57 Gallery on 57th Street in New York City across from Carnegie Hall. They also come to your home and do certified insurance appraisals. So if you have anything of value, call them for a free appraisal and high cash offer at 212-246-2000. That's 212-246-2000 or toll free 1-800-772-000.
1: This is Lee the Appraiser here from the world-famous APR 57 Gallery here on the world-famous 57th Street and Broadway here in New York City for another segment of Amazing Appraising. So we talked about, we're going to be talking about some sports items. We are going to be talking about, I think, rare early baseball cards, a rare signed photograph of one of the greatest NBA players of all time, two incredibly rare and beautiful wristwatches, uh, some very interesting contemporary art pieces. So, as they say, let's get started, and let's get the ball rolling. Okay, so what I have here is an extraordinarily rare, it's called a Patek Philippe wristwatch. Now, Patek Philippe was one of the premier watchmakers in the world, and they still are. They are... Uh, basically used as the equivalent of Rolls-Royce, meaning everything they make is pretty much all by hand. They started making watches uh, probably a couple hundred years ago, I believe, and um, they and Rolex try to come up with these new innovations and uh, basically these new uh, ideas and patents on wristwatches, and um, so what we have here is a Patek Philippe, the reference number on this watch I think is 2526. Story behind this watch is, I believe in the uh, mid to late 1940s, Patek Philippe wanted to make what was called the um, strongest and most durable watch in the world. And I believe they did not make an automatic watch up until that point. So they wanted to coincide. The automatic watch means the automatic movement for you who, who aren't familiar with that. There's basically three type of movements on a wristwatch, okay? You have the more common, least expensive. It's called a battery watch. If your watch dies, you need a new battery. Okay, it's called a battery watch or a quartz movement watch. Okay, that, ba- that time runs on electricity that's supplied by the battery. And uh, typically every year or two or three, it runs out. It drains the movement of the watch, drains the battery, needs to be replaced. Okay, those movements, those mechanical movements, they run on the power generated by the electric battery that provides power to the watch. Okay, and... Um, So those movements, depending where they could be from Japan or China, and then they can go all the way up to Swiss movements and uh, to high-end movements. So um, they would range anywhere the movements from, you know, typically 20 to $30 to, typically the most expensive quartz movement is probably about a thousand bucks. You know, uh, maybe made by Patek or Vacheron, et cetera, all right? Uh, I don't know if Rolex makes any more quartz movements themselves. They might make a couple. They have another line of watches that are dressed watches called the Cellini models. So they might make a few still uh, under that name. But for the most part, um, quartz movements, battery movements, are considered like the least expensive and the least desirable, because people want to, when you're dealing with a high-end item, whether it's a car, like you can imagine Rolls-Royce, you don't want to buy, spend $200,000 and buy a Rolls-Royce that has a motor in it that is battery-operated, that can be irreplaced and could run the same from, you know, a, a, a motor that's, you know, $100 from China. And that's sort of the idea behind quartz watches. that people don't want to spend, you know, 50 grand on a Patek Philippe that has an electric battery movement that, um, for intensive purposes, it could have the same movement as a cheap watch that's uh, 300 hours. So. Um, that is the reason. That is the word. That is what we call a, a quartz or battery movement, all right? The next step up is what's called a mechanical movement, which means that the balance wheel gets wound. You wind it, typically. You can wind it the uh, mainspring. There's a spring inside that will get some tension and will give off pressure to wind the watch, and those typically will last from... 24 to 48 hours if you wind it to the fullest point and that will keep the watch ticking and that is what's called a mechanical watch and those movements are very desirable and the better ones are extraordinarily well made and beautiful etc etc and then you have of course have what's called the automatic perpetual movement which most of the Rolexes are, that's what comes with the word oyster perpetual. Oyster for waterproof, perpetual meaning it winds constantly from the movement of your wrist. So if you have an, auto, an oyster automatic perpetual movement, it means oyster, it's typically a vintage Rolex that's waterproof and oyster, perp- and um, uh, perpetual would mean that the automatic movement, which means that by shaking the watch, it moves consistently and winds itself, and typically it'll wind itself, so you will never need to remove it. So if you wore it all the time, theoretically, it would never need to be wound itself individually, manually. All right, now you can wind an automatic watch, so you have the best features. It can be wound as a mechanical watch, but it also has the automatic movement if you so desired, and just wore it all the time. So Patek Philippe, about I told you in the mid 1940s, they wanted to make what was considered to be the most strongest durable watch they ever made. And at that point, not only they made, but anyone made. And at that point, they decided that they they hadn't until that point make an automatic perpetual wristwatch. So that's what they set out to do. And they came out with this model. The reference number is 2526. It's an automatic watch. It's For that time, it was an extra, it was a larger case. I have a, again, you can see everything we're talking about on our YouTube channels under amazing appraising, Paddock 2526. It's fairly thin. It's not brutally thin, but it's slightly thin. Um, the case back protrudes a little. If you see there on the back here, you'll also notice the ridges around the round case. Those ridges are for the um, closing of the case, and it actually is called a waterproof back. When you have these ridges, these octagonal uh, like lines on the back, of which you need a special tool to open and close it, that typically means it's waterproof. So Patek Philippe, again, for them to make, they normally make dress watches, for them to make a a... Um, a waterproof watch is fairly unusual especially at that time you're talking about 1945 1950 that's 50 uh, almost 75 years ago crazy right so they did that and so they wanted they took they made they spent years to make this automatic movement they made a big heavy thick gold case they made it waterproof the only thing they had to address was the dial and they thought and thought hard and did research and said, you know what, let's make, most dials will stain or something like that. Let's make a dial out of enamel because that's almost breakproof. Okay, enamel is one of the, I guess it's like a, sort of a painted, uh, baked porcelain. And they decided to do that and they made it, so they made this watch originally with an enamel face on it with gold markers so they basically came out with this watch 2526 the strongest most durable watch with the strongest most durable dial ever made and that's what they tried to do and um and that's what they did however uh, a number of years later they noticed that the enamel on the dial would chip and crack based on numerous um, issues, primarily uh, what we're going to call weather-related issues, meaning uh, depending on if the watch was a little hotter than normal, humid, sunlight, moisture, all these things caused that to happen. So here it is. They're making, in years of research and millions of dollars, they made this indestructible, or so they thought, Patek Philippe wristwatch in the 1947, and it turned out that the dial wouldn't last more than a few years without cracking or getting brittle or chipping. So wow, that defeated their whole purpose. So um, today, this watch is considered like one of the keys in uh, the collections of people that collect Patek Philippe watches. It is one of the most simple and beautiful classic watches Patek makes. And to find this watch in any condition is extraordinarily rare. To find it in this beautiful condition, which we have here with the original Patek certificate is incredibly unbelievably rare. And then to find it with the original enamel dial that's in nice condition or perfect condition is extraordinary. Okay, and what we have here is this watch here with the original dial in gem min condition, which is um, really one of the nicest Paddock Philippe watches we have ever seen, especially with this model and all these other attributes of the watch. Okay, if you have any Paddocks that you wish to have Uh, evaluated or praised. If you have any that you wish to repair, we have an expert service center. We've probably serviced, I don't know, 20,000 watches over the last few years. So we're known as the um, watchmaker and watch service center and repair store of first resort. That means we typically give the best prices do it immediately, everything we sell in service comes with a one year guarantee, so if it needs service, our prices typically are a quarter of what other, gal- uh, of what other the manufacturers charge, and they typically charge, uh, take up to six months, and we can do it typically in a day, or in sometimes or several days later. Now we are gonna take another break and just, and we'll be right back talking about another very unique European dive watch, we'll be right back.
0: Did you know gold and silver prices are at an all time high? If you have any gold, silver, or platinum coins, bullion, Franklin Mint items, diamonds, jewelry, art, antiques, paintings, French furniture, any Tiffany items, sterling flatware, Judaica, oriental rugs, older baseball cards, sport and entertainment memorabilia, watches, especially better watches such as Rolex, Patek, Philippe, Vacheron, Tiffany, IWC, Cartier, Breguet, Omega, Breitling, Bulgari, just to name a few, APR 57 Gallery will buy them all at the highest cash prices in any condition even broken. APR 57 Gallery also needs any designer jewelry such as Cartier, Tiffany, Buccellati, Von Cleef, Harry Winston, and Bulgari. Now is the time to cash out at the world-famous APR 57 Gallery on 57th Street in New York City across from Carnegie Hall. They'll also come to your home and do certified insurance appraisals. So if you have anything of value, call them for a free appraisal and high-cash offer at 212-246-2000, 212-246-2000, or toll-free 1-800-772-0054.
1: Welcome back, everyone, for another segment of Amazing Appraising, the show, the place to be to hear, learn, study, be entertained with the hottest and most unique collectibles in the entire world. We were talking about a Patti Philippe unique watch when they decided to make the most durable wristwatch in the world, which is very cool, especially for a high-end manufacturer that makes primarily dress watches. For them to come out with a durable basically unbreakable dial wristwatch um, with a waterproof case is very cool so we were just been talking about that we have now an incredibly beautiful Panerai wristwatch and let me just give you a little background if you don't know or heard of the company called Panerai so Panerai is an Italian brand They originally made watches, I believe, I'm going by memory here, I think they started making watches about the early 1910s, 1920s. They made watches for the Italian uh, uh, Marines, the Italian divers, and they made them out of a big clunk of stainless steel metal, very heavy, very strong. Uh, The idea, they used a black dial, so it was easy for a diver underwater to see the time. The big clunk of metal would protect it. It had a special thick glass. They had a unique patent uh, crown protector, which they decided, or they realized, that the most um, vulnerable spot on a watch would be the part of the push button and crown. So they put a special, over here, it's about a five millimeter crown guard that protects the crown. So if the crown doesn't break, there's nothing really that will break on the watch. The crystal is about three millimeters thick. It's like rock solid. You can ship it and scratch it. It's hard to do, but you can. But it typically will never break, and water will never get into it unless, God forbid, a really major accident. So um, the story goes that they made the watches. They made some, I think, in the 50s, too. I guess about in the mid to late 1980s. We had a client came into our store. He was a very famous actor, known for the franchise of Rocky movies. His name was Sylvester Stallone. Uh, He's bought a lot of watches from us over the many years. Um, And he's still a big draw in Hollywood, a big Hollywood icon. And he came in. In fact, he came into our gallery. We had a small store on 57th Street and 6th Avenue many, many years ago. And he came in with actually his brother and a young lady he just met. Her name was Jennifer Flavin, who turned out to be his wife. He married her. Um, He had a lot of (laughs) rocky relationships, we'll say. And... um, and he met her and she uh, settled him down we'll say and uh, she was a lovely and still is a lovely woman and keeping him uh, what they say in Hollywood I guess grounded and um, anyhow the story with the watches go he became a big collector he's bought watches every time he's seen us in New York in fact he used to come into our gallery the afternoon or the morning of whenever he would appear as a guest on the david letterman show and he wanted always to wear a special watch for his appearance on the show a new watch that he never had before i remember he bought some vintage rolexes some vintage paddocks some vintage vacherons vintage omegas he bought a a number of different watches over the years he was really and is one of the nicest guys and especially in hollywood so the story goes that since he knew about watches, he did some research on this brand called the Panerai brand. And he realized they really hadn't made watches from, I told you, the 1950s to date. This is around the time he met us, uh, probably a little later, maybe uh, about 1990 or so. And he um, got in touch with the company that used to make Panerais. Okay, let's just say the Panerai company, brand, license. And he told them, listen, Um, would you be able to reproduce a similar watch as the basic watch that you used to make in the uh, 30s and 40s? And uh, I will pay you to make 200 pieces if you can do it. They sat down, they discussed it, they negotiated it, and he bought a small collection of 200 pieces, the first Panerai's that were made, I think, since the 1950s. And they made it for him, it was called the Sly Tech. It had a um, a uh, what's it called? A, a print, like an engraved an engraving of his signature, sliced alone on the back of the watch. The watch was called the Sly Tech, and he gave them out to some of his closest friends in Hollywood and the and the entertainment business and the business in general and of course his friends are some or were and are some of the most influential and wealthy collectors in the world and they became knowledgeable and interested in the Panerai watches and would say, Sly baby, where can I get one of these? I want to buy another one. I want my, my friend saw it. He wants me to get him one. I want to get him one. Ba bah, 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 He likes the style. Can you find me anything like this? Exactly like this, similar. So that is the story behind the Panerai brand getting reestablished and becoming one of the iconic watchmakers of this generation. And you would see, especially 20 years ago, all the, it was the hottest watch in the world. All the celebrities, all the business people, especially celebrities and athletes, because they love big watches. You have a big athlete, he needs a watch that fits his wrist, right? That goes uh, you know, symmetrical with all his other uh, clothing and accessories. So this Panerai fit the bill, it was big, it was heavy, it was strong, it was durable, it looked great, it was clean, black dial typically, on a strap, beautiful look, and he gave them out and that's how the watch brand Panerai was born. So what we have here is a beautiful example of one of their large case Panerai watches. It weighs very, it's very heavy in weight, it's a solid block of stainless steel It has what's called a a black dial, engraved uh, luminescent hands and markers. It has a sub-second hand on the right. It has the date on the left. It has a very beautiful high quality automatic movement. Has a thick three millimeter glass. um, Just really a black crocodile strap. Stunning to look at this particular watch. They made only 500 pieces in the world. And just all in all, a beautiful watch. I think the retail price on this watch at that time was about thirteen thousand dollars today It's probably closer to fifteen to twenty, and we sell them for about half so um, they're really one of the nicest watches It's incredibly difficult to break one of these watches. so this is a completely different watch. It took the watch market by storm, okay and um if you should have any questions about this brand uh, or are interested in any Panerai's or you have any, you want to repair so please contact us. We will be happy to uh, talk to you further about them, et cetera, et cetera etc. We are going to
2: take a short break and we're going to be right back after this brief message. Did you know gold and silver prices are at an all-time high? If you have any gold, silver, or platinum coins, bullion, Franklin, mint items, diamonds, jewelry, art, antiques, paintings, French furniture, any Tiffany items, sterling flatware, Judaica, Oriental rugs, older baseball cards, sports and entertainment memorabilia, watches, especially better watches such as Rolex, Patek Philippe, Vacheron, Tiffany, IWC, Cartier, Brigette, Omega, Breitling, Bulgari, just to name a few, APR 57 Gallery will buy them all at the highest cash prices, in any condition, even broken. APR 57 Gallery also needs any designer jewelry, such as Cartier, Tiffany, Buccellati, Van Cleef, Harry Winston, and Bulgari. Now is the time to cash out at the world-famous APR 57 Gallery on 57th Street in New York City, across from Carnegie Hall. They also come to your home and do certified insurance appraisals. So if you have anything of value, call them for a free appraisal and high cash offer at 212-246-2000. That's 212-246-2000 or toll-free 1-800-772-0054.
1: Welcome back, everyone. Now, we're shifting gears like a uh, stick shift Maserati, if there is such a thing. And we're talking now about sports. Sports is a very, very big part of our collecting business and appraising business. I love sports. I used to play sports. I used to... um, still collect items. I love trivia. When you talk about basketball, no discussion is complete without a discussion of, when you talk about the great players in history, of the great Wilt Distilled Chamberlain. I have to say that you know I never really saw him play live. Um, I saw him just a drop during the Knicks Championship Series in 1969, 1970 against Willis Reed but that was towards the end of his prime and I really don't remember him that much in it but the consensus is by anyone who saw him play live was that he was probably the greatest player ever Um, he was about seven foot one he weighed I guess I don't know 280 pounds Um, but what surprised me is when you saw pictures of him, he looks to be fairly skinny. He had these very skinny legs, and his arms looked fairly skinny as well. I mean, Shaquille O'Neal literally looked twice as large as him, and therefore, you one would have thought Shaquille would be twice as strong as him. But from all indications that I've read and researched and talked to people and heard, had conversations, about how friggin' strong Will Chamberlain was. I mean, I have heard stories, uh, a close friend of mine told me that uh, Dave DeBuscher on the Knicks, who was a monster of a guy, he was about 6'6", and he weighed about 265, but he was considered to be one of the strongest players in the league, and that he uh, slipped or fell and was on the court, and Will Chamberlain, to get him to his balance, actually picked him up with one hand. Not that he didn't stick his hand out. He got, grabbed him by his trunks and lifted him up by one hand. Um, and that was a story that I heard directly from somebody who heard it from DeBuscher, directly. So there's a lot of stories about his strength. Um, there's a lot of questions that, or, or comments that he made Uh, actually after his career that verified the fact that he seemed to say that he never felt comfortable playing with his total strength because he was really afraid he would hurt people and you know a lot of people take that with a grain of salt ah ha 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 you know he tried his hardest and when people would watch him play they would see he never played with the Hard to say, I don't know, I guess with the physical intensity of somebody like Bill Russell. Bill Russell was the ultimate competitor and gave every ounce and every strength and every amount of strength he could in doing everything on the court. Well, um, Will Chamberlain was different. It seemed like he always held back and just didn't want to hurt people. That's crazy when you consider it again. He averaged over 30 points and 20 rebounds a game without playing his hardest and he had said this and he said it in a way that made you really believe that's what he felt and meant and i think most people that played with him agree that that was how he played the game that he played hard and aggressive but he never played to his utmost as he was afraid to hurt people and uh, didn't want to permanently uh, hurt them so anyhow what we have here is a gorgeous photograph uh, of him against the New York Knicks. He, of course, came up with the, he actually played with the Harlem Globetrotters initially, and then I think he played with the Philadelphia Sixers. And um, uh, here is a picture of him, it looks like going for a rebound. And, you know, people don't know this, he was actually, before he played basketball, I think he was a bellboy in Grossinger's. And I, there's a very famous photograph of him outside the, Vic, you know, Grossinger's was one of the most famous Catskill hotels. They started in the 1930s or 40s. So there's a, this guy was very tall and had huge arms. So there's a picture of him. I remember years ago I saw it. So he's in the bellhop uniform at Grossinger's and people are giving him luggage and he's actually putting the luggage through their second-floor window, like just standing there. (laughs) It's pretty cool, you know, you see your bellhop doing that. Um, So um, he died very young. He died at, I think, 62 or 63. Uh, I think he had a heart attack. Um, Surprisingly, he was in great shape, and he was uh, one of the greats. You know, if you had a a wrestling or a a boxing match, him and Shaquille O'Neal... I don't know, I mean, again, Shaquille looks to be twice his size and much more impressive, but the story goes that Chamberlain, everybody said he was probably the strongest guy they ever met, so I don't know. So here's a picture of him getting a rebound. It's actually not only a beautiful photograph, but it is signed by him in the lower left corner. It comes with a a certificate uh, from one of the authenticators. And um, anyhow, just a beautiful piece. So we love uh, vintage sports items in particular. We love basketball items. We love anything to do with great players. So when you see an old picture of Wilt Chamberlain from about, I'm guessing, uh, probably about 1959, uh, 1960, uh, a beautiful picture. It's rare on its own right and to have it signed by him and authenticated. That is something that we would love. So, again, if you guys have any sports memorabilia, sports items, photographs, political, historical, memorabilia, uh, Hollywood, anything relating to collectibles, that, and again, we don't care necessarily if it's valuable. Sure, the more valuable it is, we love it. But I actually like rarity more than value. Okay? I would rather buy a one of a kind, never before published picture of, um, you know, uh, J- J- JFK and Mel Monroe together talking than I would, you know, uh, a one ounce gold coin that's worth uh, two grand. All right, so remember that I like rarity much better than, than pure value. So it doesn't have to be valuable, but I do like rare, especially unique. So, if you guys have any sport or girls, if you have any sports memorabilia, autographs, art, antiques, paintings, furniture, anything relating to sports, let us know. We would love to give you a a beautiful evaluation, appraisal, whatever it may be with the items. Oh, I just read somewhere uh, that does anyone know who the only player is to score? 40 points or more in the nba against every team he played against in the nba okay which player scored over 40 40 points a game or a game that means he scored at least 40 points in a game against every team in the nba when he played okay um anyone that gets the answer call or text us uh, after you hear the show and you will get a special prize Okay, let us know. Okay, so the next item we have here, we told all of you about a beautiful baseball card set. This is from 1959, not all of them, some of them are a little earlier and later, but primarily these cards are from the 1959 Topps baseball set. At that time, there were two uh, manufacturers of cards, Topps and Bowman, this is the 59 uh, Topps set. Um, Here we have the Mickey Mantle card, which is the key card. As you can see, it is virtually perfectly centered um, in, like, excellent condition. This is the Mickey Mantle Tops All-Star card. That means they made a Sports Magazine All-Star selection card. Again, beautifully centered. This is the Roger Maris card uh, from the same set. And then you go down here and you have a couple others here. This is another Mantle, a Barra, another Maris. Uh, wow, it looks like just Madeline Maris is on the cover here. Pretty cool. So we got some more here. These are uh, other Yankees here. Of course, we got Whitey Ford. Anyone know out there that what Whitey Ford's middle name was? So it's actually his first name. Whitey, I think, was a nickname. So his first name was Ed. If you look at some of the early baseballs that he signed in the late, uh, I guess, late 50s, and early 60s, he signed it, Ed Ford. Does anyone know what he did after he retired from baseball? So the answer is he became a car dealer. I think he became, uh, I'm not sure, but I think he became a Ford car dealer on Long Island. So um, a lot of the players, because they were well known and people trusted them, they became car dealers and it helped the car companies sell their cars. Okay, these are other cards here Enos Slaughter, Moose Gowron, Bobby Richardson. A lot of cool cards, a lot of cool. Now, the way again, you evaluate the cards. We want to have cards by superstar players, all right, Uh, Hall of Famers. We typically like the cards that are most valuable are going to be their rookie cards typically, which is the first year that their cards were ever issued. People want the first example of their card. And then, of course, we go to condition. So you want a superstar card um, and you want it of a, uh, in uh, their rookie year, preferably the first or second year, and you want it in mint condition. So when you take all those things in consideration, you have a card that is exceptionally valuable. Okay, Um, just looking over here, we got some beautiful Hank Aaron cards on the Atlanta Braves. Okay, Uh, late 50s, early 60s. Um, Eddie Matthews, another great player. So, uh, this guy actually collected them from that period by teams. So it's pretty cool so please remember that if you have any cards that you want to sell or appraise please let us know and we will be happy to evaluate appraise them for you Uh, condition is the primary factor in evaluating them which we're happy to do now everybody collected cards when they were younger the question is the condition and how they were kept and if you still have them. All right, Um, these are, look at this here. This is awfully cool, let me check here. These are cards which you don't see too often. These are called, cards It's called the Horror Monster Series. Let's see if we have a date here, if I can see it closely. Uh, I don't see it stamped here but I'm guessing if I had a guess I would say this is about 1960, 61, 62 would be my guess. They're pretty scary cards. Now again there's not a lot of value or demand typically on these type of cards although they're still worth something and if they're in nice condition they're still worth pursuing. Condition is a major factor in this. So this is a, you know, it looks like a set of Herman Munster's family from the Munsters, but uh, these are very cool. So certainly nice souvenirs from one's youth and very interesting. So the way the cards were typically, baseball is probably the number one hobby, um, and typically the cards, on average, again, if you have exceptional later cards, they could be valuable. But typically with baseball, the cards should be before 1970. Um, for them to be worth something, and we're going to call them an average condition, all right? So you want superstar players, everything that like we told you before, but before the year 1970. The other sports, football, basketball, and hockey, we're typically going to want those cards before the year 1985. Again, you could have some later ones that are in exceptionally mint condition. They could be in what they call uh, sealed boxes or wax packs. I mean, sealed boxes of the cards. Uh, if they are sealed, don't touch them. Uh, We can appraise them for you sealed. Granted, we might not know what's in there, but uh, the value is typically much more, and it's more valuable if they're actually sealed because the opportunity people will pay for the opportunity, it's like a sealed lottery pack, the opportunity to have a lottery ticket in there that might be a winner. So they typically go for much more if they're sealed. So if you have them in what they call these wax packs or sealed boxes, Don't take them out. You can text us pictures or call us. We'll be happy to review them for you and give you auction or outright cash estimates of what your things are worth. All right? Um, So remember, so I said that there's football, basketball, and hockey before the year 1985 and baseball before 1970. And all the other sports typically, as a general rule, it's going to be before 1970. Um, But again, if you have later cards that are in mint condition of something unusual or rare, uh, let us know, and we will be happy to evaluate them for you. And uh, again, you have anything, you have uh, Pokemon cards, uh, again, um, try to keep everything sealed if you can, even though there's a big market now, even for uh, these video games, these uh, things like that, especially perfect condition. Uh, If you have anything like that and you wish to have them appraised or evaluated, call us or text us, and we will be happy to help you discuss it further, and we will be right back after this brief message.
0: Did you know gold and silver prices are at an all-time high? If you have any gold, silver, or platinum coins, bullion, Franklin Mint items, diamonds, jewelry, art, antiques, paintings, French furniture, any Tiffany items, Sterling flatware, Judaica, Oriental rugs, older baseball cards, sport and entertainment memorabilia, watches, especially better watches such as Rolex, Patek, Philippe, Vacheron, Tiffany, IWC, Cartier, Breguet, Omega, Breitling, Bulgari, just to name a few. APR 57 Gallery will buy them all at the highest cash prices in any condition even broken. APR 57 Gallery also needs any designer jewelry such as Cartier, Tiffany, Buccellati, Von Cleef, Harry Winston, and Bulgari. Now is the time to cash out at the world-famous APR 57 Gallery on 57th Street in New York City across from Carnegie Hall. They'll also come to your home and do certified insurance appraisals. So if you have anything of value, call them for a free appraisal and high-cash offer at 212-246-2000, 212-246-2000, or toll-free 1-800-772-005.
1: Four. The appraiser back for another segment of Amazing Appraising. So we've talked about sports items, rare pictures signed by Will Chamberlain, one of the greatest players ever, uh, baseball cards from the New York Yankees, tops cards from uh, early Mickey Mantle from the 19, uh, late 50s, early 60s. We talked about the cards of Horror Monster series from the 1960s. Uh, all these cool things. We talked about a rare, some of the rarest Patek Philippe watches ever. We talked about Panerai watches, um, all these cool things. So now we want to talk about, so one of the areas that we got into art and, um, on a major basis is everyone knows, so uh, antique art, older art, uh, collectible art, typically follows the same pattern as all the other collectibles that we handle. Okay, who the artist was, uh, the condition, the year, the topic, the the demand, all these things follow. That's pretty much standard. But what comes to be more confusing and more difficult is when you talk about these contemporary artists. That means these artists that just start picking up a brush, start painting 5, 10, 20, 30 years ago, how do you determine the value of their items? So that is very difficult, and of course, the easy answer to that is, well, see what their stuff sells for at auction, and then you have a barometer of what these things are worth, all right? But that is difficult sometimes, because the auction market, if you have a piece of his art, you don't know what, um, let's just say some. It, you know, it's never been established at, at auction, this artist or this type of work. So that's a very challenging proposition, So we're trying to uh, learn that as we go. we figured it out. We have good experience. We actually represent about 75 of uh, top contemporary artists in the world. You can go to our website under apr57art.com and you will see all the artists that we currently represent. Uh, That's apr57art.com. You can see our regular website at apr57.com if you wish to see all the other regular collectibles that we handle and appraise. So um, now that we are expanding, we are being approached by a lot of collectors for various things they're looking for. So we have actually, due to the fact that we got into contemporary art, that we uh, have handled some uh, Jean-Michel Basquiat pieces. Actually, we have one here in our gallery. It's a drawing of his. So this is one of his famous um, we'll call mask pictures in multicolor and blue and red and black crayon. Okay, a really cool picture. Um, we bought this I think about a year ago, a year and a half ago. So we have some interesting things to talk about that, meaning that if anyone has any Basquats we'd love to see them and talk to them about it. It's very interesting that Um, The way his art works is typically is that the major auction houses don't want to handle it unless it already has an authenticity certificate from the Basquiat Foundation, which sort of closed its doors about 10 or 15 years ago. So, it's hard to get a certificate from somebody that is no longer giving certificates. So, that's what it's come down to. So, A lot of places will not handle his art for that reason. We are open-minded, and if somebody has a good historical background and provenance with his art, and it looks good, uh, we will handle it, and we are looking to form an authentication committee to actually do that with his work. That means give a valid certificate on it. So we are in the process of doing that. So anyhow, in addition to his work, we've been approached by a, a major collector of Latin American art, so I want everyone to check their homes. If you guys have any Latin American art by better Latin American artists that you think might be valuable, we just handled and we've bought a number of Emilio Sanchez uh, paintings. If you have any work by him or any other great American art, uh, great American Latino artists, please let us know. We can sell them today, probably, and pay you a lot of money for them. So we have a private collector interested, and contact us, call or text us at uh, the numbers you hear in the commercials, 917-439-9610. That is 917-439-9610, and we will be happy to discuss it further with you and give you evaluations and high, high, high cash offers for anything that you may have. All right? So I guess we're winding down now. Um, We want everyone to um, stay tuned for our good friend, Zep Brenner. I heard he has a great show tonight on Talkline USA following us, and he has some great guests. The other day he was talking about, I heard him talking about this doctor, about uh, donating blood, blood research, blood donations, everything about that. So if you have, you know, Listen to him. You'll learn a lot. Anyhow, so um, guys, it was a pleasure, and girls, a pleasure talking to you this week, covering these crazy, unique topics. Um, Let us know if, again, you have any uh, art that you want to sell or appraise, watches, jewelry, antiques, paintings, furniture. Please, please, please let us know, and we will be happy to talk to you about them further. So we want to wish everyone a great, great week. Stay healthy stay well, stay interesting, and we hope to hear from you very soon and have a great week. So till next week, have a great week. Take care. Good night.